good people. What up, what up? Pull up a chair, join us at the Hip Hop Roundtable. Uh, this is Landon Hill on the mic with a washing machine in the background, if y'all can hear that. That's what we, we got to put up with today. Uh, but of course, I got my two brothers with me in addition to this washing machine going off. Got uh, Mylon Drake, M-O-N, Mind of Mylon in the building. What's going on, sir? Oh, man, I'm chilling in the building and in the streets trying to say these kids. Uh, you already know what it is. Other than that, I'm glad to be in the building. I'm glad I didn't get traded today. Yeah. <laughs> brother, yeah. thought I was going to wait. Traded, brother. Uh, yeah. I thought I, was up, thought I was going to end up on another podcast. I was like, man, this is, this is, <laughs> this is I got traded for a younger guy. Check your check your phone, and all of a sudden, say so you got traded for a for a, for a broken mic stand, brother. <laughs> that's, what, that's what folks right, going for. Right, right behind the couch, just throw it right behind the for, couch for a soundboard for a soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> And then, uh, of course, down there in L.A., we got uh, the young homie, YG, a.k.a. Young oh, Dev. Yeah. What's going on with you, sir? What's going on, good people? As uh, Dang, I forgot to close the window, so y'all getting some of my neighbor's noise in the background now. But all good in the hood, man. Just glad to get on here once again. Uh, trying to enjoy these weeks of work and getting my life back together with our new bundle of joy that's in our lives, but you know, it's gonna mellow out. So I'm all good, you know, making sure we could do this consistently. For sure. Loving life. I feel it, man. Yeah, I'm uh... real, real quick. I, I just realized, thanks to you, uh, Landon, that Young Ghost acronym is YG. Which is his favorite rapper, yeah, brother? This, I mean, this is this you, is. Wait, we established it. You don't we remember? Don't remember. This. Don't remember. Don't remember. Bringing that up. That's all. We established this. I don't remember the YG. I was just like, oh snap! See, that was good. We we kept it out of the mind of Mylan. Now it's in the black hole, and we don't know where it's <laughs> for the rest of our tenure. Like we just don't know. Brother, look, YG, Young Ghost, Young Dead, just it all comes together. You know what I mean? That's just what that's who he is. <laughs> so you know, he he's repping for for the LA area, just like you know, just like YG is. It's just not to be. It's just it is what it is. Um, yeah, man, it's uh, it's good to be on with y'all again. I'm dumb tired. Same reason Dev is, probably, or at least you know, mentioning uh, new additions to the family, but. You know, I'm happy to still be able to get on here, man, and um, Hill Russell have some fun. Hill Stop Russell, it, Stop it. get to bring uh, it up. Love it. So, uh, before we jump in, of course, if y'all are new to the podcast, you can find every single episode on hiphoproundtable.podbean.com. You can also find us on iTunes, just search Hip Hop Roundtable. Um, there, you can find us on Facebook, Hip Hop Roundtable Podcast. Um, or on Instagram at Hip Hop Roundtable Podcast, uh, and then you can also get in touch with us via email for anything you want. Just to shoot us a comment, uh, to continue to have further discussion around one of the topics, to um, you know, just ask any questions you may have, to give us suggestions for um, for topics, whatever the case may be, you can do so um, at hhrtpodcast at gmail so that's all the ways to, to get in touch with us. And of course, this you can also find every degree on the wall of Hill you know, Russell. <laughs> this too. Of Hill Russell. Literally, no, we're not recording every this one. You can think of. We're not, we're not video recording this one, but 
<laughs> Look at the wall. There's no degrees back here. Zero degrees. If you if you can see the video, if we do post the video, you'll see all this space. No degrees for his no de- degrees is his, back there. Uh, his eleventh degree. None. Yeah, there's there's space for it. Yeah, there's there's space for it. Just like just like Kobe had to retire two jerseys. This cat will have all his degrees ready to go up on the wall. That's no, all. That's all. No that's, degrees. It. That's, that's it for the spiel for the beginning of the episode. No. That's where you can catch it. No, no degrees, no jerseys. Just you know, brother trying to get some sleep. That's all. That's all that's going on over here. Uh, go get another degree after raising this child, <laughs> brother. No, no more degrees happen. I don't need none. No more. It ain't no more happening uh, for this. We just gonna have to. This is just gonna be a. On the fly uh, experience, <laughs> no more schooling degrees, nothing happening. Um, except for her schooling is happening. I'm my, I don't, I don't need no more. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna jump into this. Uh, both of these, uh, we actually have two. Sorry, we're going. Well, we're gonna try to, to talk about two different things today. But of course, y'all know how we do. We can get on one thing and just keep going. So we'll see uh, how the episode takes us. Um, if y'all. Couldn't tell based upon Milan's earlier comments. We are, of course, recording this uh, on the trade deadline for uh, for the NBA. So that's what uh, the trading reference was to. Um, so when y'all hear this, it might be a little bit after uh, after that. If things sound kind of dated. But that being said, um, we had two topics that we was going to cover today. Or possibly cover one for sure. Um, the first one, both of these were actually inspired by some other articles that were online and so, but we thought it'd be good for us to hold these conversations here um, at the round table. So first one, um, oh, sorry if y'all hear that in the background. Um, first one is how do you listen to hip hop? And this was inspired by, a, it was an article for those who um, who are familiar with uh, Very Smart Brothers. Um, it's a blog site, website that's online that's gotten a lot of traction. Um, they do all types of, they run on all types of stuff. Um, but this dude was online talking about how, you know, he, uh, basically, um, he listened to the recent, the new Sky Zoo, uh, Sky Zoo album in celebration of us. And he was saying how before, you know, he was always familiar with Sky Zoo, but never even really got through a full, um, Sky Zoo project because, you know, for all the bars that Sky Zoo had just, his the the beat the production and like his voice and all of that just didn't really there wasn't anything that captured him so and there's just certain people like that in hip-hop who he respects but just for a lot of mainly production but maybe some other things too just not something he goes back to right and um he's like but for this time this time around it was different because he felt like the production really kind of captured his attention and so the whole article was kind of talking about like what how do you listen to hip hop? Like what is, how is it that you listen and like who are the artists that you kind of gravitate towards and why and who are the artists that you don't and like what makes them great and all of that type of stuff. So um, I thought it was an interesting article is one of the things that I think we've kind of touched on a lot of times here, but haven't like spoken about directly. Um, but you know, right. funny that Sky Zoo is actually the one that was mentioned because if y'all have listened to the podcast before, you probably heard me try to convince Mylon and Deb of how dope Sky Zoo is. And I think Mylon has shared kind of similar sentiments. So this just gives yeah, us an opportunity to go. Sky Zoo, Sky Zoo was, was uh, thanks to my Uncle Cliff, who's been on a couple of episodes, was able to get me hip to him. And, and I love the, 
because of the type of production I do, he has a lot of sample hip hop beats. Mm-hmm. And so I just fell in love with the with the marriage of that, just his his lyrical style and and flow and cadence along with those sample beats. But you know, sample beats aren't just everyone's liking right now with the with the boom pap 808s, you know? So well, I mean, and I think that's, you know, I like we can you can even keep going from there, Dev, and, you know, just let us know how do you listen to hip hop? Like, that's just the first thing. Like, what is the first thing that you listen to? Because I think, again, this is something that we've probably all mentioned before and, you know, some artists we've talked about, but we haven't just focused on this mm-hmm. one singular thing. Right. And so for you, how do you actually listen? I'll, uh, well, I'll first I'll first jump into kind of like the the points that the article the um, author of the article was getting at and he was saying how when when listening to hip-hop the different ways is that how you can catch uh, a Tupac who uh, in, in terms of taking a poll wasn't the best lyricist in the game but yet how is he arguably the greatest rapper to ever do it and uh, taking folks like uh, Black, Black Thought and uh, Lupe who are you know, credit is one of the, maybe the best lyricists to do it as far as just the intellectual digest and, and the wordplay and the flow, but yet not get those accolades of being one of the best rappers. Even though Black Thought still, I think in most people's eyes, that freestyle alone now circulating on Facebook, he, he, can, he can get that title right now, as in Black Thought, with his uh, lyrical skill <clears throat> and being probably one of the best rappers. But uh, he was saying that there's a difference in like almost like a showmanship or performance of a rap. So you can have you can have a a beat that's not as popping and you can have some lyrics on it, but it'll be pretty much um, it'll go over your head or be dismissed in a way or you just won't enjoy it as much or you won't care to listen to it again. But you can have songs that, you know, uh, even uh, Drake. Or somebody does, and and the fact that the way he just performs the song for the beat will uh, will make you enjoy it more. Will make you play it over and over again. And so he actually used that example with Drake as well, where on one of his albums he had what's his name, Quentin Brooks, even wrote for him, uh, wrote uh, uh, like maybe three or four of his songs, and he even Quentin even had performed the the songs that he's written. But they was like, nah, the way Drake raps it, it's just, I just need that. I need the way Drake does it, even Sorry, though Quentin wrote it. I need the way Drake does it. So there's, there has to be something shown and highlighted as far as the performance is concerned of the song and the production. Now, with that being said, this guy said that he likes, that that is the two things he listens for. He listens for the beat as, as well as the performance. So he can take a hit on lyricism because of that, just because of his natural ear. Like he wants and surely does want to listen to Sky Zoo as he's fell in love with and one of his favorite rappers is Nas, et cetera. But just there's something about what he gravitates towards. And that's what we say, performance and production. For me, it is. And, and I won't lie, like we've all sit here and that's that's why we like the music. Um the party music of like, you know, sometimes where the production, the reason why Mina likes OG Bobby Johnson is because the way that man performed the song and over that beat. So I would say that production is the one thing that I do listen. 
except my production, my production uh, value, I feel like is way, it's stretched over a larger spectrum. Like I just, I don't, I won't say that I don't like a song because the production isn't hidden with 808s and, and most of the ways of how the uh, mumble rap is going right now. Like I can appreciate a simple beat and just having somebody spit bars over it. And especially coming from a person who got into production from listening to sample beats with Kanye and um, Jay Dilla and, and Premier and, and all these other cats, Ninth Wonder and so on. And then also growing up as my coming of age, listening to party beats, uh, sadly, Ying Yang Twins, Lil John, and all those, like those beats is when everything was starting to go up production wise, as far as like just hearing sonically more in your speakers pretty much so i'm kind of like my spectrum of production is is wide so i i can appreciate a beat that i just like you know it don't it don't have to be all over the place to where because i actually do want to hear you know some lyrics so that's that's kind of what draws what drowns me out sometimes is like if the production with amigos or uzi vert is doing too much to the point where all they do is ad lib or all they do is have phrases like walking the store hitting the shit, you know, hitting the shit. Like you would have beat that got a whole bunch going on. You can get away with that. But if you got a sample beat, you're going to look crazy. You're going to look crazy just saying that. So I'm, I'm in the middle. Um, I'm definitely can listen to any beat, but it got to have some, it, just give me a theme. You know what I mean? It doesn't, I don't have to, you don't have to take you to school or drop something deep, but just give me a song that has a theme I, I even appreciate Ludacris song sometimes because he just has a theme going on. It could be talking about something that, you know, I'm not necessarily caring about, but the fact that he had a theme with it and he ran with it is what I appreciate. So um, I definitely listen to production and I think my lyricism is all in the happy medium. Like there's nothing that I listen to more. Um, I listen to production a whole lot only because I guess I am a producer, but I, I necessarily don't even remember lyrics that well because I'm always listening for the different types of sounds that are in production. So production is very heavy for me, but you can lose me if you don't really have much lyrics, especially nowadays how most artists are uh, doing their songs that are being played on the radio. Like if all I'm getting are phrases to say in the club, then I'm not necessarily going to be uh, gravitating towards that too much. So a happy medium. That's why I like the J. Coles and the Kendricks, because they can, to me, they have a happy medium with both lyrics and production. And even if they have subpar production, according to the terms of this era, their lyrics just take it over the top, because that's when you really listen, is when the production is on the lower end of the spectrum as far as what's going on with the beat. So, yeah, that's, that's how I listen to mine. In my whim. Uh, I think for, for me, there's this, I don't want to say it's this magic formula that, that, I, that I must hear when the track comes on, but it, it starts with what I would almost argue would be the cadence of the rapper and their voice. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot, I, there's a lot of rappers that I that I'm not fans of, and some of them it starts strictly with their cadence. Like I just don't like the way he raps. Like 
like I would, like I've said, um, I don't know how we, who, how we were discussing him, but Big Sean is like on that list. I do not like Big Sean's cadence at all. <laughs> it is like in my top five, possibly worst cadences of all time. It is just a bad, bad. Like I don't care what he's saying. The way he's saying it is really, really bad. And Chance the Rapper is in that range as well. Like I, I, I like, I actually like Chance the Rapper talking about but how he, how it's spilled or um, spilled upon the vinyl or not vinyl upon the wax, it's just not it's just not it just don't work for me. I, I just can't do it. Um, and there's a bunch of other rappers that I I can tolerate because they have a decent cadence, and maybe they're not the best rhymer on the in the world, but they got a decent cadence. Um, and I think the better you are at at mastering your cadence is it increases my ability to listen to the other aspects of the formula. So the, the production, the lyricism, um, are you using a sample beat or are you, you know, using a, a, like if you, if I was listening, re-listening to um, Pusha T's last album and I, I really, I realized I'm not a fan of the majority of those beats, but the, the, the way he the way he rides the beat is just so it doesn't really matter you know what I mean it's like hey it's, this is the perfect beat for him and the song mm-hmm. this song and what he what and what he wanted to accomplish and I rock with it but I I don't really consider them beats that I I would not call them beats that I love at all but he he did a great job with it the album is dope i would, i would it's still one of the one of the one of his best albums in my opinion that i that i've heard on his on as a as a solo artist so with that it's it starts with cadence it starts then followed by um production music and musicality i e i think we can all agree that snoop's um voice over um, the doggy style beats were just, it was just perfect. It wasn't, there was nothing to discuss. Like, well, he maybe if like, no, those beats belong to him and he belonged to those beats. It was just perfect. So there's this marriage that has to ha- that has to happen around, I guess what would be classified as emceeing, straight up emceeing. Like, how do you emcee? How do you? And that's huge. Yeah, how are you, um, mastering the ceremony of actually presenting your your lyrics your whatever it is that you present your gift and that's the and that's what actually creates the high level of trash for these these migos type rappers is because dude you're not even you're not even convincing like i think if we if if i'm honest i don't think cardi b is lyrical at all but she's convincing at least when she's saying what she's saying it doesn't it, you know what i'm saying that that song that has her, you know, in several number ones, the way she presented it, it was like, man, she believes her. And it, it's it's presented in a tight package. Dope. The way her voice over that beat, perfect. Now, what's she talking about? Absolutely trash. But at least she presented it well. Migos, you're not even presenting well. You're just talking. Kick it. Stomping. Jumping. <laughs> jump down. Like, what? Like, dude, anybody can do that. Like, that's not, why should I be impressed by... And that's the argument with Drake. Drake, you can talk about, eh, he's singing lyrics, whatever. But
but his presentation is always dope. It's always like this thing, like, man, I hate this song, but it is kind of cool, but I just don't like the song. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not like it's a whack song. It's just a song that you don't like. The, the way it's put together, it might not be for you, but he, he knows what he's doing when he gets inside the booth. Um, You've been convincing people with uh, Caribbean instruments yeah, like it's, <laughs> on a it's, rap song. And everybody can't do that. So uh, with that being said, you know, to let Landon jump in, is I, 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 I just feel like there ha- it has to start. And, and I don't want to go, I don't want to belittle it to it starts with the rapper's voice. I don't want to go there. It's the marriage between the rapper's voice, his or her cadence, and the beat first before I can even get to the second layer of art. Let me see if this dude is lyrical. Cause that, that would be, that's, I think you talked about it earlier that like that would be Pac for sure. His voice, mm-hmm. his cadence, and then the beat. And then we can discuss lyrically if it's cool or not afterwards, but we first got to get past that first, we first got to get in the door. And once we get in the door, it's like, okay, now we're talking. Yeah. So I, I agreed for the most part with um, dude who wrote the article and I agree with y'all statements to, uh, to a certain extent as well. Um, I think it's weird for me. So like, I think in terms of what do I actually look for first? And I, I started kind of getting into this in our last episode um, when we did Rake the Bars, which I still need to post. So y'all going to get the Rake the Bars episode way after we recorded it, but it's going to be up. And then y'all gonna hear this one. Um, but the in the Rate the Bars one, you know, like some of the uh, one or two of the lyrics that I was posting that I thought was dope, or not that I posted, but like that I shared that y'all read that I thought was dope. I think what I look for more, more than anything is the psychology of the artist and like, like basically how they present their psychology. And like, what I mean by that is I hope like like my I gravitate more towards the lyrical artist, but there are times when it doesn't even necessarily have to be super lyrical, i.e. the pox of the world. But if I can get an understanding of like what your mindset is and like how your mind is working, like that's what I think I gravitate towards and what I look for more than anything, right? So that's where the, you know, um uh the uh you know the dmx's of the world like when he says um you know i merely say what's in my heart and you call it a style like just like just thinking like just that line it's like thinking about that and unpacking that right like imagine what that does to you like as a person like if i'm just i'm just saying what's in my heart like y'all trying to you know you're trying to put me in this box like i'm just saying what's in my heart like that's the you know the the line that i that i posted from Pusha t like um, you know, the you look for I, no I, fakeness, brother. Huh? <laughs> I say you look for no fakeness. Yeah, I mean it's the right. you know, you know, like I lost the only girl that I ever wanted to have my babies. Nowadays she can't even face me. I'm sorry for the heartbreak. Like and he goes through that, he's like, the only thing that brings me comfort is knowing you can't replace me. Like, but what a thing to say, like, and he unpacks that, you know what I'm saying? And it's like yeah. that's lyrical, but it's also, but more than that, it's like the psychology behind like Fab has some songs like his song Sacrifices. Like when you get into, into the psychology of like, can't just stand around and be mannequin, like gotta be in this uh, places he shouldn't randomly stand. Like just the the psychology behind that stuff is where it's, 
you know, it's like where it really resonates with me, like Pac with the, um, you know, they say it's the white man I should fear, but it's my own kind doing all the killing. It's like, that's the, that's the stuff that like, I think I look for and whether it's super lyrical or not, I think it helps me. And like, I think that's also one of the reasons why Cube is my favorite rapper is because I don't even listen to Cube. Like Cube is not the, my most played um, or, or the dude that gets the most rotation in my, um, like, like on my, on, on whatever I'm listening to, but I think he brought people into, like, he really had a way of um, helping people visualize, like, bringing street knowledge to the forefront and, like, really helping people to understand, like, this is psychology of a young Black man, like, in these environments and, like, really teasing it all out, like, the good, bad, the ugly, like, the genius, like, all of those things. Um, With all that being said, there are some artists who do that, that I, it makes it hard to hear it based upon either their cadence or their flow or the production or whatever the case may be, right? Um, and so I guess I, I can't say in totality, like the first thing I listen for is lyrics slash what I'm just calling like psychology and nothing else um, or content, whatever you want to call that. Um, I can't say that's wholeheartedly the the very first thing because there are some people who have that and I'm just not necessarily a fan because, you know, it just doesn't, again, for whatever reason, just doesn't resonate. But if I had to rank things in importance for me, the psychology slash content slash lyricism is like the first thing for me. Um, But, you know, again, like I think Mylan's Sky Zoo is maybe not to the same degree, but to a, to a lesser extent is like my black thought. Like I love black thought. And I think he's amazing, but I don't play roots albums on repeat or I can't recite, like just throw out black thought rhymes because for whatever reason, the way he spits is like, it's just not something I'm going to go back to on a regular basis versus to your point, Dev, like, somebody like a Kendrick or, or a J. Cole, who I think especially as they get further into their career, they start to fo- focus more and more on like the music and the, you know, it the the melodies and the harmonies, like they throw all of those in, which takes away from the lyrics a lot of times, but I can still hear the lyricism in it and I can still like understand the, like I, it just, I, I can conceptualize more and I can like my brain can kind of wrap around it a little bit more, right? And so, I can appreciate some songs where Kendrick might not really be rapping, but also those songs like Fear, where like the third verse is like stupid lyrical, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like it's just, but there's sometimes where I don't necessarily mess with Kendrick's flow. I mean, his cadence, like there's sometimes I don't really mess with his cadence, but what he's saying is still dope. So it, you know what I mean? So it's, it's kind of mixed up in there. I think actually for me though, the very last thing that like turns me off is the beat. Um, in all honesty, like it's some songs where, I mean, the beat might not be dope, but literally one line can like make a song for me. Like I will listen to a song for that one line because it just, like it resonates with me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, And a beat might not really, it it might not turn me off as much. But again, that being said, there's some songs where I rock with it just because of the beat. Like it's not because the lyrics is hard. It's not because 
of anything other than it just gives me that just give me that vibe like gives me that energy and like I rock with it you know what I'm saying so mm-hmm. it's a lot of different you know it's a lot of, but you know yeah. we I've talked about Don Tripp on here a lot like Don Tripp is all psychology and it's just like I really believe what he's saying and like I want to hear like what it is that's going through your brain when these things are happening and so before he's not uber lyrical some of the beats is cool some of the beats is like just kind of recycled trap beats but like what you're saying and like giving me your thought process behind it is what I rock with. Right. right. And I was, uh, okay. I was going to bring up in fact that I know y'all talked about rappers nowadays. I think is, I would just say this claim and then explain it. I think people are putting a lot more effort into writing a beat. And that's why that's honestly why people get what they get out of the music today. And that's what the quote unquote, the quote unquote vibes that people are talking about are just people writing and complimenting the beat with yeah. them, pretty yeah. much. So it's kind of like an overdoing of writing the beat nowadays where you're dismissing lyrical content altogether. You know what I mean? And that's why you can catch people who will be quote unquote hip hop heads and still enjoy. Like, I think Charles is a good example. Maybe Mylon Wright, where he was like, I love ratchet music. It's because it does something for you. It's the it's the way somebody's riding the beat that actually gets you to like the song, to want to just listen to it over and over again. You know, if it comes on the radio and you bobbing your head and dancing to it, um, and and like we've said before uh, in other episodes, there's room for that in hip hop. There's room for party songs, and and I think that's probably one of the big reasons why there's room for it is because it it adds that element of like, man, I'm just enjoying the song, like enjoying the beat, et cetera. But we've also had an episode where we talk about the lack of balance can kind of destroy that. <laughs> so I think that's that's kind of like where I'm sitting on it, where it comes to like how people, if we want to just talk about the masses, if we're if we're all consumers, how, how do we listen to hip hop? You know what I mean? And, and why do you have people listening to hip hop more on that side of the spectrum, as opposed to the side that that doesn't get much love or enough love to balance it out as a whole. You know what I mean? So I don't know if, or Mylon, I don't know what you were about to say, but if y'all want to touch on your thoughts on that. Uh, No, I I was was going to point out real quick that the, the author's thoughts and comments on, um, Sky Zoo were my exact same sentiments. I haven't been able to listen to Sky Zoo in large consumptions, large portions of consumptions by just, is this something about the marriage between his voice, his cadence and the production? Even when he would have people like Ninth and stuff on there, it just wouldn't, it wouldn't do, it wouldn't do something for me. Mm. but this album it, it this album is dope like this is this is this is a really nice piece of work by this dude like i think i may it may have one song that i'm not a fan of because it has a little bit too much um r b or singing in it i think it's the person singing's voice who is who i can't <laughs> i'm not i'm not a fan of but other than that he, he he's this is a dope album. Like I was really impressed because I listened to it just because I respect the artistry of Sky Zoo, but um, 
I I instantly was like, yo, like, wait a minute, this is this is a this is a good this is a good album. Um, and I also realized that he is extremely um, lyrical, extremely like at a level where it's like, Dude, it's very like, touching. It, yeah, it's, it's like you it's have to in the entire world. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, you have to listen to you have to almost go. He, he almost at a Lupe level where you like, wait, what was he saying? You gotta like, go study. You gotta yeah, you got to go study it. No, you got to go. He has he has some. <laughs> I think there's at least one song he has called like Wikipedia Raps, where he's like, no, like for real, you're gonna need to go to Wikipedia, and like it's not just he's not just saying it. Like it's it's real. Like that's how he gets down. Like his yeah, his no, it, lyrics are he, crazy. A couple of like a couple of the the the, the songs. Um, the concepts are like there. It, it's it's a college class, you know. What I mean, it's a college class. Like he's got one called um, "Stick Up Tape," and he's using references to Minister Society, but he's talking about the type of um, situation and life that O Dog was living. Like it's just like it's like what? Mm. Like you like you have to go like way deep. He goes he goes pretty deep into the well. Um, but I think it's the the idea, and I, you know, we, and I don't want to take away from your question, Dev. But I also feel like not. But with that being said, I think there's this thing about age as well. Like when I'm, I'm everybody who's 13 is not necessarily interested in. Let's just see if Sky Zoo is mad lyrical, bro. Like. No one, like a 13-year-old may not care. Right, you got to be a special 13-year-old. Yeah, you got to be a special 13-year-old. But if I'm 31, I'm like, no, let me see what this young young cat's talking about. Like, it's not just turning on the music and and liking the beat first. But when you're, you're younger, that might be the case. You might be like, you know what? I'm not really that concerned about what he's saying. I'm just like, how he's saying it, you know, or the fact that, I saw the video and I like what he was wearing when he was saying it more than what he was actually saying. Cause I feel like Migos, I feel like our first time we heard them or they came on the scene was a video and you kind of like, Oh, okay. These cats dropped up, ranked up. Okay. This, this is impressive. Like, well, is it really like if you take the music off, like what the heck are you supposed to say? Like this is some trash, but that's, you know, maybe age has something to do with it as well, because if you're not really interested in being um, lyrically impressed, you're not really interested in going to Wikipedia, Wikipedia, then I listen to, I being the person who's not interested in that is going to go in a completely different angle. Well, yeah, I mean, I think, I, I think age definitely plays a part in it for, in a lot of regards for, for several different reasons. I mean, when it comes to Zoo in particular, I think Sky Zoo is is different because he, I mean, the reason why I like Sky Zoo again, like kind of going back to that psychology thing, like he he literally raps like for like we talk about like for the culture, like he is ingrained and embodied like in hip hop and black and black pop culture, like that's all of his references, all like everything you can tell, like he has all the themes from. Um, from Cosby, from Good Times, from the White, like that's who he is. And so, like, I mean, when when Sky Zoo talks about like, you know, I don't do it for me, I do it for the liquor store. Like, he really truly means that. 
And so, but all of his references, like to Milan's point, like when you talk about, I think the, I think the song was literally called like Tape for Menace or something like that. Or on the last um, album he had, it was, uh, you know, he had a song like called Ask Bodie for a Package, which is a reference to The Wire. Like, these are things that like, if you're 13, you hopefully you don't know. You might, I mean, maybe, you know, minutes, but you probably haven't watched The Wire. Like, at least not the whole, all five seasons, you know what I'm saying? Or however many seasons it was. Like, so that his artistry is probably not going to appeal to you because you're just not going to get the references. So he's a little bit different, I think, in terms of age, but I think it also plays a role in terms of, I think that, you know, nowadays, to your point, Dev, like, I think people are just more so drawn to how you ride the beat and, and really, like, how you make your voice part of, like, basically another instrument, right? And, like, that's not so different from what other artists have said like I've heard Jay-Z say how he tried to do that like he basically tried to make his he always tried to make it to where his voice kind of like fell in line with the beat like it wasn't over but he tried to make it like just kind of fall in line with the beat Kendrick has always said that like that's why he always has different like his voice is always different and he switches up styles because he wants that to be part of like he wants his voice to be like an instrument. And I think that now the the difference though, is that I think, you know, for Jay and um, Kendrick and others, like they obviously are focused very heavily still on the lyrical aspects. While a lot of new school folks, I think they take that using their voice as a, as an instrument and like finding those harmonies and melodies and all of that. And that's now the emphasis, right? Um, and so I think that's also that also tends to be like the, I guess part of the kind of like age divide or whatever, um, and that's just not what I like necessarily listen for. I can appreciate like again, there, there's sometimes like I do actually appreciate it, um, and I think somebody like Drake is an example of that where I get enough lyricism out of Drake that like I can handle some songs, but there's also just times when it's just like you know like zero to one hundred. Like I just like the the flow and the energy of it. You know what I mean? And I think that's part of just how. To your point, like that's the performance, that's the becoming, like embedding yourself in the music. And somebody like Sky Zoo, you know, I, I don't know if he attempts to do this or not, but that's not what I get from Sky Zoo. What I get is just lyrics on top of lyrics, cultural references that I love, and like somebody who is really just trying to put hip hop on his back, right? And like that's what I like more than, or that's what I that's what I seek out more than I do. Like just the, you know, oh, well, I got the harmony and I make the beat, you know, sound nice or whatever the case may be. Um, and you know what, real quick, I think that I think that's also as you're as I'm listening to you talk, I think that's I think that's my issue with Rhapsody. Like, I don't think I'm, I'm not a, I don't have a problem with her voice or with her lyricism. It's just that I don't her voice doesn't resonate like it doesn't do anything awesome is it, it, something it's a little off mm-hmm. and so I kind of fall behind the fact that she's dope and she's she's dope for hip-hop hip-hop needs needs her and I mean I'd even go as far as to saying young ladies that are considering being musicians and artists need her they need to see a real artist you know not somebody talking about selling a body and sex and all that like she's dope it's just a it's like eh, 
like I told you this before about public enemy. It's like, come on, public enemy, fight the power. Like, yes, but a lot of people can't fool with Chuck D's cadence. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and, and honestly, I'm one of those people. Like, I'm not. Yeah, so it's like, like, yeah, so it's like, yeah, what you're saying is dope, but like, everybody can't. And it's not even his cadence. It's like his rap his style. In general. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but again, it's weird because I I would agree with you about Rhapsody that like her voice and cadence is not necessarily my favorite, but very similar to Sky Zoo. Like I love that like she raps for the culture and she raps for little black girls. Like, and I, and I just, I appreciate that. And so the other stuff isn't as big to me, which is similar to Sky Zoo, but for whatever reason, there is something about Chuck D and like his style that like, doesn't make me be like, yo, Chuck is my favorite rapper in the world. It's just, you know, it's, and I don't know why it, it is for some people and not for others for me. And it's the part about Rhapsody that you just said, where she's uh, raps for the culture. Hip hop in the essence kind of started to be relatable. Like it was starting off as a voice for the people. So if you got somebody who's listening and you're like, man, okay, not that you think that you were the only one that's going through this, but it's like, man, to hear somebody else going through this is amazing. Like, this is for me. This is the reason why people are able to, like, they'll yeah. say, I got through high school because of your album, or mm-hmm. I got through this because of that, or, or your album. And I'm going to ask a question, and this is the one. I was saying that uh, I had a conversation earlier with my uncle, and I was like, well, shoot, do you think as consumers now we're kind of changing uh, hip hop in itself because of what we listen to it for. Do we even listen to hip hop to learn anymore or to listen for like relatable things? Or if you were to take a poll or interview people right now, ask them, what do you listen to hip hop for? Will it be, oh man, because I just want to be able to have like somebody like, you know, the, the storyteller of the streets, you know what I mean? Or is it, man, I just be wanting to party. And so I just, I just need some stuff for me to help me dance to and just to compliment my party in ways and stuff. And I think, honestly, that's kind of what's going on. I, I feel like, I feel like uh, a lot of more people on a massive scale are listening to hip hop for a certain reason. And it's not some of the reasons why hip hop was birthed. I don't know what y'all, what y'all take on that. Well, I, I definitely agree. I, I think it does two things. It does your, it, it adds to your point that your uncle and you were making around hip hop and its purpose. And it also changes the definition of an MC. When you used to see an MC on stage, the very first form of appreciation was that's dope. That's not something I can do. I appreciate that salute. Um, Now it's, when you switch into the fold of, you know what? If you can ride the beat, I mean, if you think about it, anyone can be a rapper at this point. Anyone. It, any, if you can talk and you got the right production, anyone can be a rapper. That's not how the game, that's not how the game started. It started off with two aspects. One, you needed to be doing something different than the next person. If we already got an LO Cool J, so we don't need another one. We already got a Rock Kim, we don't need another one. We need, what are you gonna bring to the game? And two, you had to be able to do something with that microphone that no one else could do. That when when someone sat down at their house and started writing lyrics, they had to think about, like, 
ooh, yeah, but then special ed, like, he might get with me, or ooh, Big Daddy Kane might make me look stupid. Like, mm. now it's like, bruh, me, there's no way in the world that Migos should ever, they should have ever considered rapping. They should have been like, nah, I'm going to be, I'm going to be ashamed to go out there with the way we rap. But they're like, nah, bro, it's a lane for us. We good. That's not, that's not hip hop. That's, there's, there's certain, that's how it should have been in R&B. When R&B in the seventies, and I'm not talking about, you know, track, I'm talking Temptations, OJs, like, yo, when you saw them do what they did on stage, you was like, yeah, well, maybe we should go practice some more, dog, before we get out there. Now, you ain't got to practice. You ain't got to have no skill. Just have a beat. There's people making millions of dollars selling, uh, selling out stadiums. They can't sing a lick. Hey, they got the look. They got the feel, the vibe. The fans love them. They got a lot of likes on Twitter. On their Instagram page, rather. And, uh, yeah, you know, hey. They got uh, 1 million, 1. 1.5 million followers. There's no way that we should still be talking about Justin Bieber right now. There's no way. Mm-hmm. But... His 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 Twitter following is ridiculous, and he can go any on any room on in, in any country, and sell out because kids love him. All right, well, I guess we I guess we keep him around. Yeah, we not we not listening to the music for what it is no more. Yeah, because that's that's not. It, it, you don't have to be talented anymore. You just have to you just have to have a willingness to to make the music, and that is the game changer. That's the full game changer. You where where you don't have to have talent. And you don't have to have a message. You just got to be willing. I mean, so, and I mean, I know we got to move on to the, to the next topic. And, you know, this is where I tend to diverge a little bit. And it's always tough because I don't necessarily like most of the artists that I will even give some level of credit to. But, I, you know, again, I... I think even for folks like Migos, right, who I'm not a fan of, and you're right, they have, to me, they have, I, I won't say zero, very little message um, and, and next to none and like negative lyricism, right? Like, I'm, not, I'm, just, I'm just only going to challenge you there because you hesitated. What, 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 what's the message? I just need to, just give me one message that they have. <laughs> well, like I know there's some, I'm not going to be able to quote it. So don't ask no, me. To no, do no, that. there like, are no songs. So, so listen, I'm, but I'm just saying, I know there's some stuff where like, there's no stuff about like disappointing my or you know, like basically some stuff about like disappointing their mama and like not yeah. thinking that you know when they disappointed their mama right? like, when they got on the <laughs> microphone so no, Brother, no, no. Okay. anyway stir like, frying got a message almost no message <laughs> definitely <laughs> zero <laughs> lyricism Absolutely. um but but what i can't say is that there is zero to there's zero lyrical talent but i do believe that they have found a way to make a sound and a style in a way that other people have not been able to, and they are probably mimicked. Like, I think we, I think we hate Migos more because of how imitated they are by others, as opposed to solely just who they are. Right. And, but they have done something that a lot of people can't do. And that's why they've had the success that they've had. Now, whether or not that lasts, I don't know, but they've definitely made a mark. They definitely started it. Yeah, like, like, yeah, like they've made Versace it. Versace was the first 
kind of like showing of, of them. And oh, yeah, it was it was just different, and just like if people and just now, rocked with it, it just kind of. And, and so that's a like, and I and I will say, I'm like, I'm I'm not trying to like, you know, make it something that it's not, but I do think that you know, similar to your Justin Bieber point, like there is something about Justin Bieber that captures young people's attention. And I wouldn't even be able to explain what it is, but like really young, probably like white, like, I mean, he, he, he he's known worldwide, but especially like young white people like love him. Just like a younger black audience rocks with Migos. And so there's something about them that is relatable and that does resonate with like this generation, whatever that is. And so, although, but it's not, I would, venture to say that it's not the lyrics so whatever it is though there's something and like before i think we focused because like lyricism was such was the emphasis you use your lyrics in order to relate to people i think now there are artists who are relating to people in ways that go beyond lyrics or that don't necessarily include lyricism as much right because it's a compliment people it's a compliment because they still can't digest full albums of work from these very artists, from these very same artists. No, and, and, and they might not. Heavy. Yeah. And they, they, heavy. Yeah. And, and I agree with that. I, I totally agree with that. Um, or I would assume that I don't want to say that for everybody. But I would, I would assume that's the case. Um, although I've seen a lot of people defend like Migos first album, like, like people who know hip hop, love hip hop. Like I've seen them defend that album. Right. Like, but even, but I don't know that Migos is a, a group that, like 20 years from now, they people are gonna be like, yo, that album is a staple in hip hop. They are definitely more single driven, but there was something about them that they're able to have a big enough impact. And I think that it's something that is relatable, but in a different way. Now, you know, we can go into drug culture and whatever else, but there's something that's happening. Like Future is probably the same way. Like all the, the Molly's, Percocet's, all that stuff. I don't know if that has to do with just the drug culture or whatever it is. And that gives you a certain feeling and these folks are able to capture that within the music and the melody and whatever, but there's something that's relatable about it. There's something that people are gravitating towards, but it's not in the same way that we're talking about where it's the lyrics and like the content and the, you know what I mean? Like, but again, so I I don't like it. I'm not trying to defend the music. I do. I think that it's detrimental in a lot of ways. Yes. Although same could be said for all the music we like and talk about, but I can't say that there's like absolutely zero, no talent whatsoever, just given that they are having some impact and they're being mimicked by others who probably have less talent than they do. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to, so to close this one out, I'm going to deem it as they know how to make very good complimentary music. We like it for that reason, man. Like, I, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that I don't listen to it. And when I was in college, Future was in heavy rotation only because I know what I was doing in college. I was drinking and I was partying. And so for whatever reason, that was just a good compliment to whatever I was doing. Yeah. 100%. And that just happens to be. That just happens to be. And that's the reality. If you cooning, then coon music is <laughs> a great background. It's a great background. I'm not a coon. So I don't, I don't fool with coons. Like I just... That's just that's just me. I'm like a rare dude. Like I'm not a coon. So there are coons out there. It works. For hurts, yeah, but what hurts is when you make that the face of hip hop and you call that hip hop. 
Like hip hop, hip hop has, is more sophisticated and it has a lot more. Um, basically, the spectrum is much wider just for you to call this one piece of it and make it the face of it and say that's all it is. So it's very, it's a very uh, complex genre, and you just can't throw this on it and be like, man, that's hip hop. All that other stuff is whack. There's room for it, but there also has to be a balance. I don't know. It's very, it's very difficult. It's very difficult to explain. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, to, to kind of wrap it up, obviously none of the, these artists that we've been talking about is uh, we listen to or, or what we listen, how we listen to hip hop, just basically the way they make music is not how we listen to it. It's the other artists that, we, that we've talked about. Um, we might need to do another, uh, a, a different podcast, uh, a different time about whether or not it's cooning or something else or, or, you know, some... I think there's there's definitely cooning in hip hop. Don't get me wrong, but there might be some other stuff going on behind that as well. But that's another podcast for another time. I love to have that conversation with, with y'all, um, especially just to get Mylon riled up. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll we'll do that on another day. Um, just to transition quickly uh, to this other topic that we we were going to um, discuss. Again, another article that came out um, on a pretty prominent uh, hip hop website. I'll get on some the hip hop BX. Um, they were talking. So basically, if you have not heard the news, um, they weren't the ones to break the news. This was already out there. But um, Best Buy is officially um, getting rid of all CDs um, as of, I don't know if it's June 1st, July, July. 1st, sometime in the summer, July 1st. All right. My, me and my wife's anniversary, actually. Um, okay. And so uh, they're getting rid of, of CDs. Y'all CDs, man. It was in a CD a record store. You said what? I said, y'all, y'all announcements for your wedding was about CDs. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, so you could, you could probably imagine where I'm going to go with this conversation, right? But, um, you know, like, so they're getting rid of CDs. Probably not, not really a surprise. I mean, Best Buy in terms of uh, retail stores, you know, once the Sam Goodies and those types of record label or record stores went out of business, you know, the Targets and Best Buys was where I think most people would go for. Um, for music for a while, especially because like both Target and Best Buy, they used to be able to go and get like, you know, if you buy that Best Buy, you get certain bonus tracks or you go to Target, you get certain bonus tracks or whatever. And so, but it's it's caused this conversation around like, you know, basically the death of the CD, which obviously has kind of always been hovering since streaming has, has come about. But with Best Buy just saying, you know, we're just closing it out altogether. It's kind of brought it to the forefront again. Um, and so, you know, we, we, we wanted to talk about that. The article that was written um, in Hip Hop DX, the author was basically saying how, you know, at first he, he, he kind of felt some type of way about he was going outside and then he realized like, no, this is, this is actually the, the best thing that could have happened. You, basically, you're actually ridiculous if you're still buying CDs because streaming is cheaper. Um, you know, you don't want to be lugging around stuff all the time. Anyway, you have access pretty much everywhere. And now you have way more um, at your fingertips in terms of music. Um, and then there's no point in you like waiting to get a physical copy of certain CDs. Um, and if you are the type of person that like wants to collect or like wants the kind of, um, uh, you know, collectors editions and that type of stuff, go ahead and keep doing vinyl, which has been able to live on um, as opposed to CDs, which is, pretty much going to be a dead medium soon. So that was kind of the, 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 
um, I guess the tone of the article. Um, so as usual, Dad, you want to start us off just your thoughts on not just Best Buy getting rid of CDs. I think that's less important than like the CD medium kind of like being phased out in general. I think in, I'll, I'll just start off by saying this. I'll start off by saying that I think it's, I think it's too premature right now to get rid of CDs just right now. I do believe that CDs and, and what all they entail with the hardships and everything, it is better in a sense for your convenience, but there's still just too much on the digital side that doesn't have the, um, what's the word? It doesn't have the reliability in a sense. So you stream now, what, using Apple Music, Tidal, Spotify, et cetera, and all of a sudden you don't have any Wi-Fi, you don't have any LTE, you know, you're driving to a bad area and now your song doesn't play. Well, what do you do then? Like, it's, so in that, just in that case alone, I just feel it's too premature to get rid of CDs right now. I do know that of course in future as technology grows, more towers or more reception uh, availability becomes more prominent across the globe that that is the route, you know? But I mean, at this point, CDs kind of, you know, they can hang around like vinyls and uh, in cassettes and, and, and even DVDs. Like that's, that's kind of the CDs and DVDs are kind of in the same boat. Whereas people really don't necessarily want their movies on a piece of technology. Like it's hard to take around. I want to play it for you, but now I got to plug my phone in or now I got to log into whatever device you have just to play this movie or CD I mean, or um, song. It's just kind of like not ready yet. It, it, it will be, the platform is amazing to have it digitally sound, but it's just as far as the reliancy for you to feel like you can take it anywhere and show anybody um, is, is just kind of in a premature phase right now. Um, I get it. Maybe it's to open up room as far as Best Buy doing it to open up room to, you know, have more money to do other things in Best Buy or to get ready for a digital takeover as things kind of get better technology wise. But yeah, I, I still I still think the CD should stay around for for until literally it's the day where it's like, OK, nobody's in CDs. Anymore. But I think to jump the gun and start doing it. I don't, I don't see it being a, a good idea. Um, people still aren't so sure about kind of like the, the re, not, I don't even use the word reliability, but just like the form of access when it comes to digital. So now you pay for streaming service, but now you, you don't have any money anymore. You, you just so happen to can't pay your bill. Now you lose your music. You buy a CD one time, you got it forever. You know what I mean? I mean, not necessarily forever, but you know, you get what I'm saying. Then even with streaming and that you can catch with Apple, there's so many factors now of uh, different companies being able to have a stronghold on you because on iTunes, you can have your service or whatever, but yet you put, put it on your phone or something like that. And you think you have the actual song MP3, but then you don't have iTunes anymore. You don't have that phone anymore. You stop paying for it. You can't even play that song thinking that you had this MP3 on your device. You go to play it and it just don't play 
or it'll be like, oh, because you don't have Apple so-and-so no more, you can't no, no longer play this song. It's like, what? So it's just too much confusion. It's too premature. The ownership um, portion of it is not as, uh, as uh, permanent. So it's just kind of, it's a lot of factors and a lot of iffiness as far as the ownership is concerned and when, when you can and when you cannot play it. Um, it's definitely convenient when you have, you know, a perfect world and, and, and everything is, is set in the right place and stuff like that to play. But the minute something goes wrong is when the actual consumer will be upset, whereas you don't have those issues when you actually own a CD or a DVD. So. Mind, mind. I agree with everything Deb just said. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you raised all the points that I would I would raise is one, it still gives streaming is streaming is a nice to have, a CD is a nice to own. Um, it gives power to the consumer. If I buy a CD and I want you to listen to it or I want you to borrow it, I can be like, yo, check this CD out. Oh, you about to drive? You about to drive from here to LA? Bump this on your way back or whatever. Can't do that with streaming. Um, it, it, again, the movie Juice was based upon. It started off with um, Q, the DJ, making mixtapes. That's hip hop. Like I want to know what you, what you think is dope. Put it on a CD. Put it on a. Uh, mixtape. Now, I'm not saying they're banning CDs in all of the world. They're just banning the selling of actual CDs. But the idea is the same, is that it's something that can exchange hands. It's something that can go from my interest, like, yo, here go some of my favorite CDs, check them out, whatever. That should still be a part of the culture. And without it, it takes away from the culture um, because the consumer is no longer in charge of the art of how they possess the art form. It is the streaming companies. They decide like, 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 like Dev said, like they can change the packages where, Oh, you were paying nine ninety nine. Well, now we do. Um, that's one of my biggest complaints about it. And uh, I hope they're, is no death of the CD as a whole, but what can you uh, what can you do if people stop producing it on there? And that is all. Yeah, I mean, young minded. So I, I think the only part that I would disagree with is that it's quote unquote too early. Um, I think that. I mean, Dev, you're right. Like for for people like me and you, like I do that drive to LA, right? And there are certain points in LA or oh, what's up? Y'all good? Oh, okay. Um, Yeah. um... People, people, y'all can't tell since we're doing all this remotely. 
got Wi-Fi issues too. You know what I'm saying? But again, we're gonna thug it out. That's um, why you can't stream, people. No, no, yeah. exactly. That, that is that. You know this is mean? the argument. That's the um, argument. Whatever just happened, that's the argument. Now, yeah, uh, that's the argument. Final um, shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Any pain you just felt from that 15 seconds? That's that's the pain you will feel without CDs. We're, we're streaming without <laughs> CDs. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I've, like I've done that drive to LA, and like, there's definitely little pockets where you, um, you know, the, like the the, the the cell service goes out and all that. But there's always going to be somebody who takes a loss, right? So whether it's the the few people who are listening to who are streaming and go through that one pocket for 20 minutes to LA, um, it, like in the grand scheme of things, obviously there's people who do that all the time, but like if you look across the country and like there's a few folks who are doing that, like is that, does that justify on a company's end the probably millions of dollars that they're spending to print up CD materials, distribute it, right? Like keep tracking like all of that stuff and same on the flip side, like there's going to be, if, if CDs do go out at any point, you're going to still have the few people like me who still want the CD, but do you justify the, the cost for the few people who actually still want to buy CDs? Right. So that's the only reason why I said, I don't think it's too early because for the most part, I mean, like, you know, when I first bought my iPad, not to give, them when I first bought my tablet next time I'll just say tablet but like when I first bought my iPad right like I they give you the option to buy either one with cell service or just wi-fi but like with the cell service you got to have a monthly plan and I'm like uh, no like everywhere I go that I would use my iPad like I'm gonna have wi-fi you know what I'm saying like I'm not there's not gonna be a place where now of course I can't play music in my car using my ipad but short but one that's not what it's there for but short of that like i have access literally anywhere else and now they actually got smart and did the workaround where for those songs or those albums or whatever you really like you can actually download it if as long as you have the streaming server like you can download it to your actual device so that's kind of how they do the workaround there yeah, so, I was just going to actually back up streaming by saying they a lot of them are doing the offline mode. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly, that. yeah, that's that's exactly it. And so for that reason and that reason only, I don't know that I would say it's too early. Um, however, to both of your points, the reason why I still like CDs, one, I just, I like to collect stuff again. When we talk about like for the code, like I want to be able to look back you know, 30 years from now, like I have my stuff in like chronological order. So I can go through and be like, yo, in the eighties, this stuff came out in the nineties. This stuff. Oh, you remember when, you know, like I even like just bought the Kendrick Lamar there. They had a collector's edition uh, for damn. Right. And so t- 10, 20 years from now, when we're talking about like, yo, what happened in 2017, that those, both of those albums, hopefully will spark in my brain. Like, Oh yeah, there was like this whole thing around like, whether or not he was coming out with two albums and like, it wasn't really two albums, but he did say you could play it backwards. And so that's why, they, you know what I mean? Like I like that type of stuff. So that's why I like to buy albums, but I also like the ownership. So, you know, I was talking to my, I don't know if Miley even remembers this conversation, but there was a one developers conference that Apple had like, you know, a while ago. 
and I don't remember what they were talking about, but they literally said something like, imagine if you don't have to own whatever. And I was like, when did we get into a world where not owning something was cool? Like that was like, that's always been the thing. Like imagine living in a world where you don't own a home. Like, why is not, like, why is that, why is that the aspiration now? You know what I mean? Like you're supposed to want to own these things. So the ownership is the big piece. And then I think also like, you know, to Milan's point, like I like being able to go to the liner notes. I like being able to see, you know, when people used to print up the lyrics or, you know, I just bought, um, because the GQ album, um, rapper from Oakland on Jamla, he came out with an album, but he's not big enough to justify like printing digital copies of, of albums. So, you know, I had to buy a digital version so that I could still own the files. But when I did that, like, I don't have any place to go for, you know, like who produced this song or, you know, who was featured or, you know, you can't go through and actually look at that information or you have to like scour the Internet in order to find it. And it's stuff like that that I think gets lost. And that's kind of what I miss. I mean, I know vinyl is still an option. It's a lot more expensive. Um, and it's I think those are a lot harder to um, get your hands on. Well, not just get your hands on, but like to actually keep somewhere and like maintain. Like I could, a CD case is a lot easier as opposed to a crate. You can't use that in the car. And Yeah. Yeah. It's like you can't do any of that. Like I have three three CD cases a lot more manageable than 20 crates. You know what I'm saying? That was a point made in the article, and I didn't even know that. But they said the newer cars don't have CDs uh, slots either. Yeah, those are going out too. Like, I mean, I, it's moving towards like no CDs, right? Um, but and and you know, to be the, the other thing, like to be fair is like you know, I, in in some regards, uh, streaming is cheaper. But you also got to think about, let's say, for example, there's you you have both Apple Music and Title, and you're paying for that, like. If you're paying for two streaming services for 20 bucks a month, there's like this, if anybody's ever heard of the, the 80-20 rule, right? Like 80-20 rule is only 20% of like anything dominates 80% of your like attention, right? So just as an example, 20%, you, you spend 80% of the time calling 20% of the people in your phone, right? Like of the contacts in your phone, you spend 80% of the time talking to them. Of music, like, and this, I, I know this would be true for me at least. Like, mm-hmm. of all the music that I can access on Apple Music, I'm only going back to the same four or five albums, like, in a like in a year. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, I'm paying to have access to all of these things, and I may listen or try out, you know, a new album here or there. But I'm really only gonna go back over the course of a year, probably to the seven, eight albums that I really like. So I can pay for those albums, 10 bucks, 12 bucks, just for those albums. And then I'm actually spending less versus paying 12, 10, 12, 15 bucks each month for two streaming services. And I'm still only really going to listen to like, you know, in the grand scheme of things, eight to 10 albums. So Mm -hmm. depending upon, I mean, again, like it depends upon how you listen to music in some regards, but for somebody like me, it actually ends up being cheaper not to stream because I know I'm only going to listen to a certain number, like a, a, a limited number of albums. So that's, you know, like that's, that's kind of where, that's kind of where I am with inevitable. it. Yeah. I mean, that's where I am with it. Like as somebody who likes CDs, loves CDs, like I, I collect them. 
But it's inevitable that they're going to go out, unfortunately. So I'm going to buy the ones that I can for now. The biggest artists are the ones who are going to still get their stuff printed out. And then the ones who aren't big enough, like, unfortunately, you got I got you got to buy them digitally or stream. That's just that's what it is. And I mean, quite as kept, it's, it's not even unfortunate for it to happen that way, because um, with Napster and all that stuff happening, you know, it was kind of killing CDs. And now with uh, the streaming services and SoundCloud and stuff like that, there's always a place to get it. And it's it's just as long as we have internet. Like, I think what my mind always goes is like, if something were to happen, where can I, where can I listen to my music? Like, you know that's, I mean? why, like that's, that's why, that's why. And CD is, is honestly, like it, for, the hill, for the hillbillies in the South with no electricity, <laughs> they can only go get packs of batteries for that boom box. They got their music, but now that can't happen no more if you're going to make everything some kind of technological service or some kind of, you know what I mean? You need some sort of bars and connectivity. It's going to be hard. It's going to be, you you always need something physical, I think, just because, just because technology may go out. You know what I mean? Definitely agree. That's just where my mind goes. For sure. Well, you know, we'll we'll wrap here. Uh, I think another topic that we could potentially talk about again at a later time is does does streaming feed into what y'all were talking about in terms of not having the the um, the interest um, or the the focus to be able to sit through like whole albums? Like I think that there's probably a part that that may play a role too. But that's another conversation for another day. Just throwing that out there as we as we usually do to talk about topics we never gonna actually talk about. Um, well, yeah, gotta do it. That's a tradition. You know, that, that's how that's we, how we do it. And we gonna finally need the fans to start picking stuff because we say a lot of topics on these episodes and we just never write them down. I know. This is that's yeah. just what it is. But of course, that's also why we do this. So you know, y'all, we we talked about two different things, man. Y'all in the comments, give us your thoughts. You could, or if you want to, shoot us emails. Um, you know, with your thoughts as well. But we want to just keep this conversation going, see what y'all thinking, who y'all can emails, people. Um, shout out to, to all know. the new new followers, shout out to the new family members to the table, shout out to all the folks that have been emailing and texting or texting, emailing us comments about the podcast. Uh much appreciated. Much I don't know if y'all listening to the end on your first or second. Try it takes a while for you to get to hashtag listen to the end status, but mm-hmm. we're here for the legends only. Yeah, for, the, for, for the for the folks with the long with the with the the long chairs at the end of the table with the arm with the armrest and the rocking chairs, you got you got to have that status to listen to the end. Got to got to do it. Got to do it. Uh, right before we get out of here, any shout outs, fellas, from either one of y'all? Man, I know I said this already before, but. This buzz around Black Panther, man, is I, I, I need some history to be made. They talking about uh, the first weekend sales now, if it's going to top, you know, I didn't know uh, as much as recent movies such as Star Wars Force Awakens and stuff has the top pretty much uh, box office for a weekend. I was like, there wasn't better movies than that, but <laughs> I'm looking for uh, Black Panther to do his thing and just with this buzz surrounding it and the fact that movie tickets are sold out for days on end before you can even go see a, a Black Panther for the first time. I, I need this history to be made. 
Speaking of that and physical CDs, I I really do hope that there is a physical copy of the soundtrack. I don't even know. I I mean, I've heard the singles that have been released. I don't know if I'm going to like it or not, but best believe the soundtrack will be copped and this DVD will be copped. And I'm making that decision before I even see this movie. So that's just... (laughs) That, just, just so y'all know, physical copies of CV of CDs and DVDs, everything with regards to this movie will be will be. Perfect. I also heard this is all from the radio too, people. That is getting already, I guess, because whatever uh, premiere started to happen already, it's getting a hundred percent from Rotten Tomatoes, which is like never like never Rotten Tomatoes is notorious for not giving one hundreds. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Uh, Mom, any 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 shout outs? Uh, that was actually going to be my shout out, but uh, <laughs> double shout out. Shout out to the to the to the Black Panther. All things Black. All things Panther. All things Black History Month. We rocking out with these twenty eight days the man gave us many many moons ago. Uh, appreciate that shortest month in the entire calendar year at the very beginning. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, got to share it with Valentine's Day. Yeah, man, appreciate that, that whole situation, uh, pagan holiday. But yeah, man, look, just, just loving it, man. Just really appreciate all the things that are going on in February. Uh, a lot of love, a lot of love. Uh, yeah, that's it, man. That's that, that's that's pretty much my uh, my shout out. So um, I will shout out one my. Uh, all, all the folks at my job, man, all my coworkers, they threw um, my wife and I, along with uh, another coworker who is having a baby very soon. Um, like within a few days of our original due date, um, our daughter's original due date, um, although she came early, um, they, they threw a baby camera for us. Huh? She came, my, my granddaughter came on time, brother. But yeah, that's why I said her original duty, but it's brother. Anyway, um, so they threw they threw a little baby shower for us. Got us some some much needed um, some much needed gifts. Boy, this this, uh, hey, this awesome. right here was to come through. So um, you know, just shout out to them, man. We we really really appreciate it. Um, you know, babies abound at my job right now. It's like people having babies like back back to back. I don't know what's going on, but man, that's across the world, man. Um, shout out to. Uh, I saw somewhere as I, I try to I try to make sure you know I highlight when when artists are doing some dope stuff outside of just rapping, um, regardless of how I may feel about them as artists. But uh, I saw Drake donated like fifty thousand dollars to I forget how much it was, but basically donated like yeah I think it was like fifty thousand dollars to um, a young lady for school for college. Um, I don't know all the details, but um, you know, I know it was. It seemed like it was some money that she needed if she was looking for some to to uh, find some financial aid for uh, for school. So that was dope. And then uh, I also saw with regards to Black History Month, which is this month and every single month, um, Nas did partner with Google. Um, they have like this. Uh, I forget exactly what it's called, but it's like this art and culture thing that Google does. So it allows for you to see like you know, all types of different art and culture pieces from like around the world. Um, and so there was like a jazz, I guess, slash hip hop piece that they did, but now it's like narrated it and like this letter um, and all that. And it was just dope. And he starts off literally saying like, I was taught that Black History Month is like every day or every month or whatever he says. And so um, 
Just like to see Nas is doing his thing, man. He got some documentaries hey, coming out on Netflix. Hey, man. It looks he like that. So, Nas is Morgan Freeman in hip hop. So, shout out to that, man. That's that's my, those, those are my shout outs. And I, and I would be remiss if I didn't shout out just because of the date. We don't post these on time, but my daughter's two month is tomorrow. Uh, Two months is big for me only because this is when they get their shots so that they can be out in public and held by uh, a majority of people now. And we don't have to look at people crazy for getting close to her at the grocery store and stuff like that. So, yeah, definitely shout out for that on my end as well. Just taking all of Mylan's, you know, maybe he wants to shout out his granddaughter, but I don't know. I mean, yeah, everything is getting <laughs> stolen. Uh, I was going to say shout out. Got to spend some time with, with with my well, I got to spend FaceTime with my granddaughter. My my, my wife spent actual uh face FaceTime, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, at the end of the day, grand grand all both my grandkids are awesome. Uh obviously I get to uh physically see one more than the other, but uh that'll change when Dev decides to move back to the to the bay, you know. What I mean? So yeah, all things good. Um, it, it, it's your it's your real daughter that you gonna have a problem with doing that. <laughs> yeah, you know the tech yeah. world is booming up there, but that acting. Uh, yeah, how to pull her up out of Hollywood? I don't know. Yeah, yeah we'll we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll let her get a couple of uh, Oscars and then be like, look, how much more do you need to do? I right, mean, <laughs> career is is is. is is uh rooted. I mean, you, you just buy a house up there. That that that's that's what we aiming for. Then, how about that? For sure, I'll 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 accept that. All right. Well, well, with that, um, again, y'all in the comments, make sure that you uh you you uh, give us your thoughts, opinions, um, on whatever it may be. You can also send anything to hhrtpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, find every single episode HH, or, uh, at hiphoproundtable.podbean.com or search Hip Hop Roundtable on iTunes. You can uh, find us on Facebook, search Hip Hop Roundtable Podcast, or on Instagram at Hip Hop Roundtable Podcast. So with that, y'all, we're going to push our chairs back from the roundtable and then holler at y'all in the next one. Peace. Peace.